0: We're also brought to you by the NBA Gambling Podcast's MLK Day Bingo Boards. A $100 gift card for every single bingo that's hit. Details exclusively on the SGPN app.
1: Ho, DeGenerinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 277. Going out to one of our friends in the Sports Gambling slash Discord, Dredney, who uh, hit a very big uh, prop bet last night. A funny, kind of a funny prop bet. Oh, we'll have more on that uh, shortly, but this goes out to Dredney. I think I've dedicated one to him before, but he gets the second one. Um, because there wasn't a whole lot of winning in the Discord last night, and but he is one of the um, lone people who actually uh, actually had a profitable night. I think my co-host may have too, because apparently he, he must not bet on, on what he tells you guys to bet on, because he didn't have a good night in his official picks. But anyhow, let's, uh, let's bring him in to talk about a kind of lackluster event last night, but a newsworthy one. And nonetheless, it would be the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello.
0: So first of all, you're right. I don't bet a hundred dollars on every single money line. (laughs) Like an, yeah. Like an idiot. I don't. Um, So so just so you guys know, that is a a game we play. uh, And it is not one that anybody in their right mind should do. Um, No, I I think I wound up just like a little bit over even uh, the, the prop that I had in our lock dog prop uh, contest at a plus plus one ten, the main event to go over four and a half rounds was a nice little boost to the end of the night. Um, And then I had a couple of, Dibbles and dabbles on uh, parlays with with Javid Bajra and Matthews, Rebecca and, and a whole bunch of other uh, guys that were pretty, pretty easy slam dunks, the Umar Nurmagomedovs and uh, Argetas. But yeah, no, not a great event. Um, also, I will just throw this out here. There was. So many people who dropped in props to our contest, it like almost overwhelmed me when I went to go look at all of the uh, props thrown into our prop contest. So first of all, thank every single one of you listeners uh, who got in on that prop contest. Remember, it's not over. We're going to do that for 10 straight events until a winner is crowned. So even if your prop didn't hit in the first week, make sure you join in the second week. And I'm here to tell you, your prop most likely didn't hit in the first week because I spent, like, half an hour going through all of the props that were submitted this morning uh, and, and weeding in and out the ones that were right and wrong. And uh, Dredney, uh, who we, we dedicated this episode to, so, to uh, was one of two people who hit their plus 200 or no. better props. Oh, right, total. yeah, it had
1: to be 200 or more, right, right.
0: Right, so the only Definitely. two people hit it. So Dredney, uh, for those of you who uh, weren't in the Discord, by the way, get in the Discord. Um, But for those of you who weren't in there, Dredney... Bet that Ketlin Vieta versus Raquel Pennington would go to a split decision. He didn't pick who would win, but he said it would go to a split decision no matter what. That was a plus 350 prop. And that was actually the second best prop in the prop contest. Uh, Really? Yeah. And first place, which I know you didn't know this. You couldn't dedicate the episode to him. No. uh, First place was our good friend in the Discord as well, uh, Mr. Steven Glansberg.
1: Oh, the pudding man.
0: The pudding guy, yeah, he's going to eat his pudding all by himself, uh, but he might not have to if he actually played the prop that went into his, the contest, which was uh, plus 468 was the listed price he had found on Dan Ige to win in the first round. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was, I, I thought, a really bold pick because yeah, well, uh, obviously, oh, Dan that's... Ige didn't win in the first round. He won in the second oh, round.
1: Second. Yeah, that that's,
0: yeah. Oh, so he didn't hit that prop. It is just Dreddy. I have, Dreddy's
1: the only person who hit a prop bet.
0: Yeah, wow. I have them I have them all in a, a little spreadsheet. And for some reason, I checked off that that one was correct. And it wasn't. So there was like, I, I, again, I don't even remember the exact number because I spent half an hour going through them this morning. Uh, but there were tons of people who put him in there. Just Dredney with the split decision. Some of you guys are crazy, though, by the way. There were some, like, 50-1s to ones and stuff like that in there. We had, like, a second-round submission for Carlos Hernandez, which was a, a wild play. Yeah, I, I, like, appreciated going through them all. But, yeah, apparently – sorry, Steven Glansberg, for blowing up your spot. You almost had that one. Um, no, it was it was just Dredney. So he's, uh, he's the clubhouse leader for all three categories. So uh, everybody else needs to step it up.
1: They definitely do. Step it up. But yeah, it was a, uh, a rough night uh, for picks. Well, it depends. It, it depends. If, if you cherry pick it, it, it was a good night. But yeah, overall, a uh, rough night for the picks. But yeah, Dreadneys, that's not even... I, I know it, it's a funny, uh, kind of crazy prop, but not really. Like, you, you, you could have seen that happening. And yeah, I mean, especially I once the fight was once the fight started, like, OK, yep, <laughs> it's headed I that think way. We
0: talked about it happening that just like every single Raquel Pennington fight kind of just like feels like it's what decisions about to yeah. come because she throws volume. But I, and also, you know, we're we're jumping the gun a little bit here, but she didn't win that fight. No, she, she definitely didn't win that
1: fight. No. Nope. No. All right, before we dive into it, I'm going to tell you about WinBet. Before we get out of control here, WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. And the NFL playoffs are here. So definitely get into WinBet for that. The great, great promos, odds, and payoffs are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. The availability. I missed a syllable there. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet, so the know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state, where play playthrough winbet bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we love to give away free things here So at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So we're having an NBA MLK day contest hopefully you know what those uh, letters mean nba and mlk the nba gambling podcast is doing a special basketball bingo giveaway for all the games happening on mlk day which will be tomorrow monday the 16th of january all you have to do is subscribe to the nba gambling podcast youtube page and then click the sign up link in the app get all the links exclusively on the sgpn app so once again nba gambling podcast subscribe to the youtube channel and make sure you're in the sgpn app so you can enter the contest all right do since we've already kind of started you want to rip through the results last night and then get to what actually was the headlining news
0: yeah sure we can we can get through this and then we'll talk about you know the the 265 pound elephant in the room
1: yes yes the nigerian elephant um all right we whiffed actually gumby uh very bad off the uh, off the the top of the card, did you not? Four straight losses.
0: Uh, yeah, in I was the main having event. A, I was yeah. having a good time on the prelims. You were, for the
1: <laughs> you were. So we both whiffed on Imabov versus Strickland in the main event. Um, pretty much once the fight started, I I knew we were in trouble there because it was you know it was a Sean Strickland type of fight.
0: Yeah, I I will say um I'm I'm real glad that in my prop play of the week plus 110 uh I, I took this fight going over four and a half rounds.
1: It that was, was a pretty easy. Sorry to interrupt. That was pretty easy pick too. I, I know it's plus 110, but yeah, you, you could you could see that happen all, all day long.
0: Yeah, and I in and, and once the fight started for sure, like it looked yep. even easier. Like it's yep. uh, two two rounds in, I was like, cool, I can just go ahead and cash that. I don't even have to sweat it. Um, but like. I think too many people were giving like Imovov a lot of credit for like past finishes. Um, it's been and, a while. And, and it's been a while, right? Yeah. Like he, he didn't fin- finish Buckley. And I mean, I guess he finished Shabasey and Ian Heinish, but like, he didn't finish Jordan Williams. And like, so he <laughs> Williams again. He always it's been a while. Out. We
1: haven't talked it, about him for a while, yeah,
0: but he, he comes up on the spot and like Sean Strickland, if he was going to win this fight was always going to be by decision. Right. Like yep. there wasn't a finish there for him. So yeah, it seemed easy. So a plus plus one ten to get our, uh, our first ever lock dog prop going uh, yep. was pretty, pretty nice.
1: Yep. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And it's weird how certain fighters they, they come up. Oh, very frequently in, in our episodes like jordan williams there's no reason for it
0: jordan williams it and up. jordan right it's it's yes. all the jordans it's a jordan thing
1: it's a it is um so yeah i i don't know is there any takeaways from from that fight not really strickland was 10 pounds heavier it didn't really look 10 pounds heavier than than imabov um i guess I don't, it, and I don't, I don't think that had anything
0: to do no, with the fight really
1: no. i guess the takeaways imabov isn't uh at the elite level at least not yet
0: I mean, I think also Strickland, in retrospect, may have been a bad matchup for him uh, because yeah. I- Imovov coming forward, like, he, he won the fifth by, like, pressuring. Like, yeah. and he did win the fifth. He, w- yeah. in my opinion, and in one other judge's opinion, he won the second kind of the same way. Like, when he decided to come forward a little bit more, he had a lot of a success. So like I think Strickland just might be a tough opponent for him because he couldn't get his strikes going first. Um so that that's totally possible. I still think he like, you know, eats Calvin Gastelum for breakfast. Um and, and like he's clearly a top 15 guy, but I think yeah, he he's got to round some things out and fix some things before we can really talk about him being a, a serious threat in the division.
1: Yeah, it seemed cardio uh, or his his fear of lack of cardio was his issue cuz he totally Took the fourth round off, it seemed. And then when he needed to win in the fifth round, he actually, you know, fought the way he should have fought the whole fight.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, all, all this talk about his cardio, I, I don't think it was a problem no. at all. Mentally, was, I
1: think it may have been, though.
0: It, it might have been. It was funny. Kelvin Gaslov actually, like, tweeted out. He's just trying to stay relevant, I think, um, because he's won one time in five years or something. But yeah. he he tweeted out uh that you know we thought Emovov's cardio was gonna fail him we knew this was part of our game plan and I was like he won the fifth like yeah, he exactly he, he looked fine <laughs> yep. like like he's trying to justify saying he would have done the same thing and won and like th- that that wasn't the game plan that won. <laughs> yep, so yeah, well we
1: we can put that fight to bed I guess um, Come event didn't go well and this is another one once the fight started I'm like oh man it's uh athleticism and power is going to be the cheat code here for Danny And It was, he knocked out Damon Jackson brutally in the second round, 413 into the round. Yeah. I, if this was going to stay on the feet, then uh, Jackson was not going to have a, a real legitimate chance to win this fight.
0: Yeah. I think and a lot of people, including the broadcast said, you know, he's got to feel yeah. him out a little bit on the feet and make him lull him into thinking it's going to be a striking match and then shoot the takedown. I kind of disagree. I, I think he just needed to go in there and pressure and shoot a takedown. Uh, and even if it didn't work, then that, that is on Danny gay's mind and Hey, maybe it does work, but instead he, he did that. He, he let Danny gay get comfortable. And I think that was his biggest issue. Um, you know, props to Ige. Ege looked really good. He continues to look elite against guys who aren't ranked and, uh, yeah. less, less than elite against guys who are. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, again, this is such a, a terrible cop-out, but like, I don't, I don't know what to say about this fight other than Damon Jackson goes back to fighting the uh, Juliana Rosas of the world and Danny Gay probably gets a step up and flattened in his next one.
1: Yeah, pretty much it's status quo then for the guys. Um, Yeah. Same same with
0: Strickland, Imovov, right? Like Imovov probably fights Calvin Gastelum like he was planning on it. And Sean Strickland probably fights, you know, an, an up and comer, you know somebody of Chris Curtis's ability level but not Chris Curtis cuz he was in his corner but like yep. somebody like that like so yep. you know what 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 do you do with that
1: yep so Jackson was plus 100 uh and he was our underdog too um last night so we both lost underdog pick sadly I should have made this guy my my dog pick uh Roman Kopilov the uh big brother
0: of uh Chase, Chase Hooper. Hooper. Yeah. yeah. I was say,
1: just like Chase Hooper. Chase man. Hooper's big Russian brother. He's from Russia, right?
0: Uh yes, I believe so. Yes. Uh
1: gotta be careful nowadays. Um plus 135 at Kopulov at. And it actually went down the way I predicted it would go down. He he was the better striker on the feet from distance and he had, had some uh power and he ended up uh, body kick and punching Puna Soriano into TKO land uh 319 into the second round yeah Soriano was hanging in there, but he was getting battered, especially with the uh, body shots.
0: Yeah. How did this guy look so bad in his first two fights? And then it's looked so good in the last two. Yeah. Like, he was... I, and I know that they said on the broadcast that he's changed camps, but like it, it, changing camps usually like fixes something in your game planning, right? Like it usually is like, Oh, you know, I need to mix in my wrestling more. Oh, I need to throw more jabs or something, but he just looks faster uh, yep. than he ever has. So like, you know, good for him for making a change and now picking up two straight wins. Uh, he, he's still a ways away from like actual top 15 talent at middleweight, but he's, he's moving on up there. He
1: should still imabov's nickname. He should be the Russian sniper. Imabov is not a sniper. I bet and he, tra-
0: and he trains out of France.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Co- Kopilov should be the Russian sniper because he was, he was sniping, uh, a game, uh, Puna Soriano. Um, next fight oh yes the, perhaps the fight of the night right uh Ketlin vieira versus raquel pennington i said uh, i was gonna go with my gut and not the stats the stats said pick rocky pennington my gut said no Vieira is a better fighter and should have gone with the stats um, you
0: shouldn't have gone with the stats you yeah, got well, it right uh, like, i would have like won the,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you, you would have greasy won but
1: fight you... it was a greasy fight you you, you 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 can see a mile away, the outcome coming, it was going to be a controversial split decision. And it was, except it it didn't go our way. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, no, there there was, it's wild to me because the, the judges who gave it to Pennington didn't even give it to Pennington the same way. Like to me, Ketlin Vieta won the first and Ketlin Vieta won the third. And it was pretty clear that those two things were true. And two out of three judges gave her the first two out of three judges gave her the third. Uh, But the problem is, is that it wasn't the same two out of three (laughs) in both of those cases, which winds up giving uh, uh, Raquel Pennington a split decision. Man, I I just don't know. I guess I can see how you maybe give Pennington the first, but uh, Derek Cleary giving Raquel Pennington that third round. Ah, I I just don't know about that one, man. Like, it it really felt like this one should have been to Catwood Vida, but to your point, Saw it coming a mile away.
1: Yep. Um, so good news for Irene Aldana, right? She should she she should get the title shot over Pennington, right?
0: I have to assume. Nobody You'd hope so, to... especially because in, in no offense to Raquel Pennington, who has been on like a a decent little run, right? Like she's she's now won five straight. And... <laughs> yeah.
1: Which, which should be enough. He shows you what type of performances they were, because that should be more than enough to get your title shot in this division, but yeah, it, but probably, it probably isn't.
0: It's not fun. Um, she did lose a split decision way back to Irene. Or no, she beat Irene Aldana way back. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe
1: she will get the title shot. Ugh. Uh,
0: maybe. Yuck. Um, but like as bad as she looked against Amanda Nunes all those years back, like man, I, I can't imagine. I guess because it's so many years ago that maybe you can give it to Raquel Pennington, but i don't know I, i'd rather see irene Aldana in there she at least feels like she has a puncher's chance right definitely uh
1: if this man is uh, speaking of punchers if this man is a puncher now look out ban because umar Namogamedov, uh who is a grappler by trade uh being habib's cousin uh knocked out with body kick and punch hony barcelos he actually uh 440 into the first round um yeah, he looked fantastic on the feet. We had him at a big 905, minus 905, um, and he looked that.
0: Yeah, I just moved him. I, I was doing my rankings this morning and sending yep. him to the UFC, and I just moved him into the top 10. Like, he, he legit oh, sure. looked, yeah, he looks like a top 10 talent, because, like, it, we've known his wrestling is good. We knew he probably could out-wrestle Raoni Barcelos here, but we didn't expect him to do that. And, yeah. and the thing is, too, is Raoni Barcelos, is not a guy who gets knocked out. That was his first knockout loss in his whole career. Um, and it's not like he hasn't fought people who could knock him out, right? Like, he went toe-to-toe with Victor Henry, who's a really hard puncher. And, you know, he fought Sedner Megamedov, who's, you know, a pretty decent puncher, too, and Timor Valiev, And, you know, like, he's fought people who throw, but, like, man, that that's that was devastating. And it wasn't even – he threw a three-punch combo, and it was maybe the softest punch of the three that landed and turned his lights off. Um, so yeah, I mean, Scott's the limit seems like for Umar, uh, he, he he might be a more complete fighter than any of the Habib stable of fighters. And Hey, depending on how he does against higher level competition, maybe even a more well-rounded fighter than Habib.
1: Yeah. It's if he's going to, it wasn't just that he slept him with like a lucky shot. He was piecing him up the whole. 440 yep. that that the fight lasted in the rankings i do on my uh substack money com he moved up to five so he's definitely uh definitely right in among the elite now so do you have any names of mind you'd like to see him fight
0: next i mean i kind of want to see him against somebody like like ricky simon yep. seems kind of how about the ricky right... simone yeah that, i mean he's got the track. accent on there right it's simone okay. um yeah i feel like that's kind of the right level Cause yep, Ricky is, it it's been on his own nice little run and uh, has the wrestling that would probably stop Umar from like just wrestling the hell out of him. So we yep. get to see more of that striking and see what it looks like against, against Ricky.
1: And I think how Barcelos will be on the fade list uh, for the time being. Cause that was a pretty bad knockout that, that, that could be one of the ones that, uh, that make his chin unplayable
0: going forward. Yeah, but but to be fair, we just saw him against Trevin Jones and we faded him in that one too. And yep. cuz I remember not picking Trevin Jones and thinking or uh, picking Trevin Jones rather and thinking, you know, this is kind of the end of Rayony Barcelos and he looked a- outstanding in that fight and it's not even like that fight was a long time ago. That that fight was 3 months ago, not even. Um so like yeah, maybe he's a fade guy now, but I mean, maybe Umar's just that good. Could be
1: could be um our main card picks not that good uh Gumby one and four I uh, slightly better two and three um luckily the prelims we did a bit better um we did lose a fight shockingly uh Sejera Eubanks did make weight and they continue to let her try to fight at flyweight um probably should just cut her at this point if she's not going to make weight or force her to fight at bantamweight but anyhow she you uh, you got to
0: imagine she's done right like in because it's three or four times now right But not just that, like, look at her recent record or or even overall record. She's seven and seven in her career. She's on a one in three skid. The only win she has is over Elise Reed, who's a straw weight coming, who came up to fly weight when she came down to fly weight. So like, you know, she got three losses in a row and is coming off of missing weight and being knocked out and misses weight again. Yeah. You got to imagine this is the end of her road in the UFC.
1: And Gumby was talking a lot of trash in the Discord, saying that was the fight that was gonna make him beat me last night. So you 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 can keep dreaming, even when Dude, you do lose. You, do you really
0: do you really think if she, even if she did make weight, she wouldn't have been like exhausted and gotten punched into oblivion? You think she was very gonna right. wrestle for three rounds like that?
1: Sarge, yeah, for sure. Anyhow, we lost that <laughs> fight, but who cares really? Um, Javie Bashar. we didn't lose his fight. Uh, very. Javi Basra type performance, smart, calculated, um, safe performance against Matias Mendoza, Mendoza uh, who was very, very game and dangerous looking. So I can see why Basra kind of uh, kind of played it, didn't play it easy, but played it safe uh, and got himself a decision victory. 32 327 30, 7 29-28. Both guys look good. Uh, Basra continued to impress. And I think Mendoza may may have a future here, that dis- despite the uh, bright blue hair.
0: Yeah, he looked good. Medos uh, looked looked like he knew what he was doing in there and had little wrinkles that, you know, he even drew Javid Basharat into a little bit of a prolonged exchange, which is kind of hard to do. Javid Basharat's good at that. By the way, this is both of our locks, too. Yes. Um, so on the, uh, on the lock dog prop, uh, I hit two out of three. So that was a pretty good night. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, Javid Basharat does what he does. Uh, he's tricky. He's elusive. He's really good in a lot of positions and uh, yeah, I was impressed by him.
1: Yep. Onwards and upwards for him. I had him winning via finish. So I lost my prop, unfortunately, but Gumby forced me to make a prop bet. So I wouldn't have done that. In real we're going to, we're
0: going we're gonna to keep doing it too. Yeah. Uh, and see how good this dude is at props.
1: <laughs> Middleweights Abdul Razak Hassan Apparently is still good. Um, we had had a written off um, or at least for this fight uh, over Claudio Hibeiro, uh, he knocked him out with punches 28 seconds into the second round. Hibiera looked decent. Um, very, was that his parents' <laughs> pre fight? Because that was lots I, of fun. I, uh, I,
0: I, I you know, don't. he stared
1: at his face forever. Yeah
0: really don't want to you know. speculate she had some yeah. weird nails going on too she, yeah, and like, yeah
1: and or was yeah and then all her fingers were tattooed i think too yeah it was i don't, I don't there know there's some situations he going on but we <laughs> lost the bat this is pretty some, much a pick on some situation. there was some situations going on there Hibiera looked decent on the feet did not look like uh the ufc's mike tyson like he claimed he was gonna look like and uh al-hassan still has that power
0: yeah he has that power but i do think um he sort of punched his way out of this one because I, I don't think he ultimately was the better of these two fighters. But that's kind of why this was a pick em too. Right. Is that like yep. either of these guys could end it in any moment and it was never going to decision. So, uh, yeah, I mean, good for Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. He's back in his winning ways. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know how much this says about him. Like no. if you put him in there with Roman Kapilov, uh, because they're both middleweights. Oh, Kopilov all day. Yeah, you'd pick Kopilov all day. because yeah, anybody sure. anybody who can stay away from that big shot is gonna beat Abdul Razak Hassan.
1: Yeah, Kopyov would be way bigger than him too. So
0: did you see him uh, try to get his judo going?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. I, I was hoping he he would get a yeah. He judo clinched. thunder. That, that's as close as we got to judo thunder. Was a clinch. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, just glorious stuff.
1: Yep. That uh that loss um. Stopped a three fight winning streak that we had going on, but these they were all big, big odd ones, so uh, weren't making too much money off it. Lightweights, Matthias Rebecki, the Rebeastie, um, decision, Nick Fiore, 3026, 3027, 3027. Rebecki looked very good in his USC debut, yeah. They,
0: they kept calling him Rembecky, which I don't know if uh, if that's the right way to say it, but they, that's what they kept saying, Rembeki, really? as if it's got There's an no M in it, M in there, yeah, weird, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but that's what the, the broadcast is saying, anyway. Uh, I, I saw a little hate on him, both in the discord and in generally online, because he was so tired and everybody was like, oh, he's an auto fade next time. I think he was only tired because he was fighting a jujitsu guy and he's like, I got to go out and show my hands so that people respect those two. And he threw 37 straight freaking haymakers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his I UFC debut, too. Yeah. I, I don't think you ever see that again. So for everybody out there. Who's t- thinking about fading Rembeki uh, for their next fight? Make sure you put a big bet down right before I'm about to on Rembeki because Rembeki is not an auto fade. This is a guy who's yeah. who's gonna make noise at lightweight.
1: He's a little fire hydrant, two five seven. Yeah, he's uh, uh muscles do make you tired though, Dan. So maybe
0: yeah, maybe they do that. if you throw thirty seven straight <laughs> overhand <laughs> it's right. True.
1: <laughs> it's true. Uh, flyweight's Alan Nascimento took care of Carlos Hernandez very quickly. Rear naked choked him, backpacked him. Uh, 316 into the first round. We had Nascimento at minus 360. We had Re- Rem Becky at minus 765. So, like I said, we weren't making a whole bunch of money
0: here. Yeah, not much to say here. We we pointed out that Hernandez just doesn't seem like he's ready for the UFC level talent, and he kind of proved that here. Um, yep. Nascimento, Nascimento, good jujitsu though. On that note,
1: good jujitsu, and then uh, Daniel Arjueta, minus uh, minus five 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 over Nick Aguirre, 32-7 uh, across the board. We hit that one as well at featherweight.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. again, an easy <laughs> one. Fight. Nick Nick Aguirre doesn't look very good. <laughs> no, nope.
1: There you go. There, there's your analysis. That that's you that's all from. you
0: need. <laughs> yeah.
1: Things didn't start off so well for us, though, did, did they? Charles Johnson really, um, really got a hold of his energy and put it on Jimmy Flick. This was another one of those fights where once second the fight started I'm like oh dear it's the it's the power and athleticism uh cheat code again being used against Jimmy Flick and uh, you got t k o elbows and punches four thirty three into the first round and I messed up in my breakdown of the fight. I forgot that Flick was out over two years, and maybe that would have changed my pick and maybe I wouldn't have gone a, a huge underdog with flick, but uh and maybe Johnson is actually good, dan because he got another win. he looked good
0: I will say no, he did the... look good dan he felt think... good. <laughs> you you don't like the skullet? <laughs> that's what he calls it, by the way. It's like a bullet, yes. but with a skull it. Uh yeah, um, He's an interesting
1: fellow. Anyhow, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but I, I do think he he looked good in there. I, I will say, I think the stoppage was awful. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, we, that was we what should, you were complaining about. Yeah, th- this should have seen a second round. He wasn't throwing anything that was hurting Flick. He was throwing like elbows and punches, landed on Flick's arms, and Flick was still throwing up submission attempts and stuff. I, and like that that's the same. The same guy, the same referee who let Roman Kopilov just beat the piss out of Puna L. Soriano, um, Carrie Hatley. So, like, how do you, how do you both be the guy who calls that fight for Charles Johnson and lets Roman Kopilov just tee off nonstop for an hour? So, uh, yeah, I don't like the stoppage, but I think ultimately, yeah, like, Johnson was going to take over at the end there anyway. So, um, it is what it is. Not my, uh, not my best night of picks, but. Uh, if you're in the Discord, we often drop things that are actually being played rather than just $100 randomly on every single money line. So uh, make sure you get in there so that you can have a profitable night. Because I think not just Dredney, but I think there were a couple guys in there who had a, a pretty decent night at least.
1: Yeah, if you uh, if you throw enough money, if you throw enough against the against the wall, eventually something's going to stick, right? right. Well, not just that. Like we we had we had a lot of good stuff in there. No, that's true. That's true. You just have to throw the right stuff against the wall. I went six and five, so see, I should have been a good night for me, six and five. But no, uh, down two hundred sixty-seven dollars. Gummy went five and six down. He's down over five hundred, five hundred two dollars and thirty cents. Say it.
0: Yeah. So again, uh, first of all, there is definitely still time now. But also, uh, <laughs> I, the other catchphrase will be, uh. Betting a hundred dollars on every its not a good
1: idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. And uh, as we said, we both hit our lock. We both missed our dog. Gumby hit the props. so Gumby is up overall in the locks, dogs, props game. So we'll keep an eye on that the rest of the year. This is in, enjoy your early lead.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say I got, I got a lead, so we're gonna yep. we're, we're gonna we're gonna ride that.
1: Yeah. All right. Now um, we got a pay per view coming up this week, UFC 283. Uh, We're we'll breaking that down Wednesday, Thursday. I'll run through the card quickly because we want to talk about the.
0: Well, uh... because there's 15 freaking fights on this, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> so I'll run. I'll run through it quickly for y'all. I'll give you a quick bone, a quick um preview of it. Two dotted fights at the top: Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill for for the light heavyweight championship. Who would ever thought that would be said? Did we know Jamal Hill was such a a dunderhead until recently, or is it, <laughs> is it just that he's? It's like it, he's getting more uh the light is being
0: shown on him uh, or has he changed? I, I, I don't know. Uh, he really but, is an interesting but, fellow. But could you, could you explain to me the term dunderhead? Cause I, I don't know. know Google about... it. it. It's a term. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a, I think it's chowder. probably, a... how about, how about a chowder
1: head? Is that better for you?
0: Uh, yeah, but that's a different thing. He's definitely not a chowder head, um, but I'm going to look up dunderhead, uh, All while right. you read the rest of the card. All right. Uh, <laughs>
1: co event is part four of the visa and the versus Brandon Moreno for, I guess technically they are um, unifying the belts because Moreno is an inter is intercontinental champ. I was going to say is the interim <laughs> champion versus the visa and Figueredo uh, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny, Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy, Paul Craig, Johnny Walker, which is the very fun <laughs> opener here. Hopefully it's a fun one, but so that's a main pay-per-view prelims. Mauricio. Is that how you say it? Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Ihor Patera, and this is Shogun's retirement match. Honest, cross his heart. Um, <laughs> Gregory Hodgigas, you may know him as Hobocop versus Bruno Ferreira. Diego Moises versus, oh yeah, how do you say this name, Dan? Melkezal. Mel- Melkezal. K- Mel- Melkezal Costa. Shamil Abdul rakima versus Jilton Almeida. Cross our fingers. It actually happens. Munir Laziz versus Gabriel Bonfim. And then early prelims Luin Lucerda, Cody Stamen, Terrence McKinney, T Rex. Ismael Bonfim, so both Bonfim brothers are fighting. Worley Alves, Nicholas Dalby. Josie Nunes, Zara Fern Dos Santos. An actual featherweight fight at at women's. Uh, And then Simon Oliveira, Daniel Marcos. There you go. A stacked fight card.
0: It's got a lot on it. There's a lot of debuting dudes in there which is kind of fun ferreira uh bond and both Theme brothers off of contender series uh daniel marcos is off of contender series so yeah. four contender series guys debuting Melky costa coming in from lfa it's a fun one and johnny walker paul craig is just the most ridiculous fight to ever try to recap like oh, yeah. there's fun. no way there's no way you can handicap that fight and feel good about yourself at the end of it
1: nope <laughs> did you find dunderhead dan
0: I did find Dunderhead. It is a real, person. it's a, it's a slang. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Uh, I think it said an unintelligent person uh, yes. in its slang. Yep. You,
1: you could say the UFC are Dunderheads for letting Francis Ngannou out of his contract and uh, probably um, the most scariest heavyweight out there today. I was going to say of all time, but I guess he's not at that, at that level yet. But You don't think he's head- the
0: scariest guy of all time? Well, the
1: scariest. Yeah. The I guess so. Yeah. Scariest. And not the best, but the scariest. Um. Yeah. The he, might, their, he might actually be the best too. Could be it's it's a low bar to, to clear out heavyweight, um, but yeah, they're letting him walk. And John Jones is fighting Cyril Gone for the heavyweight title vacant heavyweight title at what 285 UFC 285 in March,
0: yeah, in Vegas, yeah. And yeah. so, I'll say a couple of things. First of all, I think it's a wrong move by the UFC to not bring him back. I think the amount of value he can bring the company with his story with his personality, with all that kind of stuff is great. But I will also say the UFC does everything very calculated. Um, and and I, you know, I don't like it because obviously I want to see Francis got fight John Jones. I want to see him fight surreal Gain again. I'd love to see him fight, uh, Stipe again. Like I want to see all those fights. Like I want to see him in there with, uh, with, uh, who's the up and comer there, Sergei Pavlovich. Like I want to see him against all those guys it's a bummer to me to not see him against all those guys. But at the end of the day, the UFC doesn't overprice him because they know if they overprice him, they got to overprice the next guy. And he's the only one with the exception of Caitlin Chokagian, I think who's represented by that uh, agent right now. Uh, CAA, I believe it is. So like, they're making a point of not dealing with people who are going to overprice their guys. So like, I get what they're doing. I don't like it, but I get what they're doing. And on Francis's front, like, you can't possibly expect a guy to take harder fights for less money. Like who in their actual life, anybody in their actual life, you don't have to be a fighter. You could be a carpenter or you could be a, a salesman or you could be a teacher. You could be anything you want. Who wouldn't say to themselves, do you know what? I wish my job was a little bit easier and I got paid more. And you have the option to do both of those things because that's what's going to happen to him. Like he's going to make more money than he was the UFC. And that's maybe not through, like, the flat fee of whatever PFL was going to pay him or whatever. You know, and I think it's going to be PFL, for the record. I think they're going to let him box, and I think he's going to do PFL pay-per-views. Uh, he's not going to do a PFL season, by the way. For anybody out there thinking he's going to run through the gauntlet of a PFL season, you're, you're <laughs> out of your freaking mind. Because I keep seeing yeah. people say, oh, he's going to PFL because of that picture that's on his Instagram, which totally could be true. But let me tell you something. He is not fighting in a PFL season. You can you can mark my words on that. They can't he's afford not... that
1: anyway. Well, and, they'd and even to, if they yeah, have, they'd have a to a buttload of money every
0: fight. Right. 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 And so, like, he he's not going through the season format. That's that's ridiculous for a guy of his stature. So he, he most likely is going to be fighting one offs and boxing and all that kind of stuff, even if they can't pay him the flat fee that the UFC was going to. The amount he's going to make in endorsements, dude, it's just like it's through the roof. So at the end of the day, I'm bummed that I don't get to see him in the best fights, but at least this dude's making his bag. So, you know, happy trails to him. I hope he fights dudes who make me want to watch him and not dudes who, you know, like I hope I don't see him against Bruno Capeloza because I could not give less of a shit about that. Um he's just going to punch that dude's head into a different zip code, but if he fights, you know, let, let's say he boxes Tyson Fury, like they've been teasing forever. Like, yo, sign me up for it. I don't know if he'll win. I don't think he'll win against Tyson Fury. That dude's an amazing boxer. But sign me up for it. I'll watch it.
1: Jake Paul. He's fighting Jake Paul, Dan.
0: He punched that dude's head into it.
1: <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, but is, is he really going to be a quote unquote needle mover for PFL? You think? No, I
0: I don't know. But like at the end of the day, it's it's not going to matter to him. You know I know. What I mean? uh, I'm, I'm like, saying
1: on their end. Is he? Is he really like? Do people
0: really know who he is? Well, on casuals. So here, uh, I, I think enough people do. Remember, he was in a Fast and Furious movie. That that certainly. <laughs> that's true. That is casual. I, I know, yeah, and, <laughs> and and the other thing is too is with with PFL, which I think a lot of people underrate here. With PFL, they're on ESPN. Yep, it's a big deal. Uh, and and it matters to ESPN that they do well. So like, throw a throw a highlight clip of him punching somebody's head clean off like you know throw the overeem highlight of him at halftime of an NFL game or something like that and like you got people's interest um so yeah like I, I don't know necessarily that he's going to get them a return on investment but if you're a company out there trying to prove that you are competitive with the UFC you have to make moves like this and they've got a big big chunk of money From both investors because they've got a whole bunch of famous celebrity investors and I'm assuming they made some good money in the ESPN deal. So, yeah, like I I think ultimately he's probably not going to make them their money back, but he's like a big slice of credibility for them if that's where he winds up.
1: And don't believe uh, what the UFC does every time uh, someone has a contract dispute with them. Don't believe Dana White's already started uh, floating it about Francis. He's not afraid of fighting tough competition. He's doing what's best for his career.
0: The guy walked the streets of Paris homeless after leaving his home country of Cameroon where he was a sand miner. Yeah, he's not afraid of
1: anything. He's not. They do it every time. He's
0: also been begging to fight John Jones for like three years.
1: All right, so let's move on to Jones and Gain. What do you think of that fight quickly? Uh, March 3rd, UFC 285.
0: I think John Jones, if he chooses to wrestle, uh, yeah. is my quick. James harder to
1: do. wrestle though. He's he knows how to keep well. Keep a distance from John Fran- Jones is a different thing. Fra- Francis yeah, just took true, him Francis. down at nil it's for true. three rounds. It's uh, true. I, I, I'm saying he's good at keeping distance, but against John Jones, that's that's a different kettle of fish.
0: Yeah, and and but the the other thing about John Jones is he's typically not the best strategist in there, and like who the hell knows what he's gonna look like. With three yeah. years off and at heavyweight. So a lot, a lot of questions. Uh I'm gonna need some time to think about it. And luckily I got two months to.
1: It's basically a pick I'm on the board now. I'm looking you can get gain, the best you can get him at is minus one oh eight. You can get Jones at plus one hundred. Some books have him at a at a plus all right. So you're not gonna make a pick right now? If you had a pick, it, no, yeah. To to go- it's tomorrow. Who are you picking?
0: If it if it was tomorrow, I think I'd take John Jones. But okay. uh I'm I'm glad it's not tomorrow. Let's just put okay. it that way.
1: All right. So there's no real co-main event yet for that um, fight card. So we may have another decent uh, fight going on there, or they may just bank up. This, this one's big enough. They ought to, did,
0: uh, they, ought to put, they, they ought to put, they ought to put Sergey Pavlovich versus uh, Curtis Blades in the co-main. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. And just, just that way, you got some backup options on hand. Yep.
1: And then UFC 286, the top two fights there are set. We got Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman part three for uh the waterweight championship Usman's a massive favorite going into that. Did you see that? Minus 286. You can get him at yeah. minus 375 at some places.
0: I kind of thought he would be. Um yep. and I I think it makes sense to be completely honest with you. And
1: we're we're happy about the co-main event. Uh Justin Gagey fighting Rafael or sorry, Raphael uh, Fiziev, which is what we were hoping for. Finally one of the Gagey, Chandler, Poirier gangs actually fighting one of the uh up and coming guys.
0: Yep. Good, good fight.
1: Looking forward to it. Yep. 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 All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the pod. We'll be back on tomorrow, Monday, Um, MLK day, maybe a holiday in the States, but we don't take holidays off here. No days off. We're going to break down some Invicta for you because Invicta has got a really, uh, a big, big fight card coming up on Wednesday. Double uh, title uh, fight, not double title, two different title fights on the card. This is a part of the podcast where I totally break down. I can't speak anymore. So, uh, we told you about Discord, Twitter, SGP and MMA. You can follow us there. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I told you about my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Get in there at the very least, uh, get a free subscription and enter the Pick'em contest I run for every UFC event. Uh, Gumby's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which we'll be dropping later on this week. And then all of our writings and all of the uh, other writers' writings are at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Calm. all right so we will talk to you again tomorrow until then i will remain re jeff fox uh my partner the snow leopard gumby vreeland and we'll see you tomorrow sorry he's the determined danimal uh daniel vreeland we'll talk to you tomorrow but.